The Old Testament reading is from Deuteronomy, the 26th chapter. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance and have taken possession of it and live in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground, which you, you harvest from your land that the Lord your God is giving you. And you shall put it in a basket, and you shall go to the place that the Lord your God will choose to make his name to dwell there. And you shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that your Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket from your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall make response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my father. And he went down into Egypt and sojourned there, few in number, and there he became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptians treated us harshly and humiliated us and laid us on hard labor. Then we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm with great deeds of terror, with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And behold, now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground, which you, O Lord, have given me. And you shall set it down before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. And you shall rejoice in all the good that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house, you and the Levite, and the sojourner who is among you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from Romans, the 10th chapter. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart... One believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the fourth chapter. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will be yours. 
And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and only shall you serve him. And he took him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace. Mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is the gospel, which we have just heard read, where Jesus is led by the Spirit out into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Now, I know you pay good attention to the news. You know what's going on in the world. So you probably know that there was a sheriff in Kentucky this last week who told the people that we are out of money so you no longer have a sheriff's department. So you had better get yourself a gun and a dog that barks and bites for we are unable to protect you any longer. You all heard that, right? No? You didn't hear it? Well, it's true. Go home, check me out on the internet. You can find it. In Kentucky, in Kentucky, this is really true. I'm not kidding. So you might think, if the sheriff thinks we need guns and dogs that not only bark, but they bite, that when our Lord is led out into the desert to be tempted by the most mighty and evil force on this earth that he might take with him a club or something. But no, he didn't. He took, of course he has this all in his mind, he took this with him. He took the word of God to do battle against the mightiest force on this earth, Satan. And this is what Paul, writing to the Ephesians, says about Satan and his evil angels. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So this is no monkey business. This is serious. Deadly serious. For this depends where we will spend eternity. So we need to learn to do what our Lord did when the Satan comes knocking on our door. First of all, he spent 40 days and 40 nights out in the wilderness all alone, did not eat, and after 40 days, he was hungry. 
Well, you can imagine, I have never gone 40 days without eating. I don't know if I've ever gone a day without eating. So he had to have been extremely hungry. And the devil came to him, and he said, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. That could be pretty tempting. You haven't eaten for 40 days and 40 nights. But Jesus answered him, it is written. It is written. This is the word of God. More powerful than a gun or a dog that barks and bites or a club. And he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. You notice Satan said, if you are the son of God. He's sowing the seeds of doubt into Christ's mind. But of course, Jesus didn't accept that. He sows seeds of doubt into our minds every day. I can confess, and I would presume all of us pastors have the same temptations. Every Sunday morning, while I am shaving, getting ready for work, I have the opportunity to look in the mirror. And Satan will say to me, North, who in the world do you think you are? I know your sin." And you are going to come and stand before these people and act like you're some sort of saint? And he tempts me. And I have to say to him, it is written, I am baptized. I am forgiven. I am a child of God. And he says to you, as you're getting ready to come to church, who do you think you are? Huh? You think you're some hotshot, some pious man or woman. You're going to go to that church. And you're going to be all nice and cheerful and speak nice things to the people. Yes, good morning, good morning. You know, who do you think you are? I know your sin. And you can say to Satan, it is written. It is written. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. I have a Savior. I know my sin. And it's been washed away. Well, that didn't work. So now what's he doing? Then he takes him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said to him, To you I will give this authority and this glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it shall all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is is written. 
You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. There are a lot of temptations in this world. Money, possessions, fame, glory. Satan parades them all in front of us, day after day after day seeking to devour one of us. If he can just get one of us to fall, he rejoices. He tries to undermine our teaching. He tries to undermine what you have learned in Luther's small catechism in the scriptures. He tries to tell you these things are not exactly the way they should be. I remember visiting a lady one time. She had visited our church. I went to visit her, and I forget the conversation. But I remember her telling me, my God, my God, does not teach that. And there is Satan trying to convince you that what we teach you from the scriptures is the word of God. And this is true. This holds up Christ as our Savior who gave his life for us that we might have forgiveness and eternal life. And this is true. This is supported from cover to cover in the scriptures. But Satan will try and change it ever so slightly to say something that is not there. And he will come and tap you on the shoulder, try and get you to come and follow him. And to say as this lady did, well, my God doesn't teach that. Well, be convinced there is one God, triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There are no other gods. There's the Creator God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who in the beginning created heavens and the earth and all that dwells therein. And this triune, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, sent the Son, Jesus Christ, to come and give his life for you and for me. Don't believe Satan and his false teachings, where he will try and tell you that there are other gods, or different gods. And no, well, Jesus was a nice man, but he's really not the savior of the world. You have to help him out a little bit. Don't believe these teachings of Satan, for he would like to get you to follow him. And he will tempt you day in and day out. 
Remember, Peter said, he roars around as a lion seeking whom he may devour. Jesus defeated him by saying, it is written. Well, Satan wasn't done yet. And he took Jesus to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will give his angels charge of you to guard you. And on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And with this the devil had ended every temptation. He departed from him until an opportune time. You see, Jesus was quoting the scriptures. Satan is very clever. So he, on this last temptation, also quoted scripture. But he left a little phrase out, ever so clever. He will give his angels charge of you to guard you. He didn't say, in all your ways. Satan is very clever, and he too uses scripture, just as Jesus does, just as we do. But he changes the words. He leaves some things out. He puts other things in, but he still quotes some of the scriptures. So that you can say, oh, hey, I know that verse. Yeah, that's biblical. But you have to be careful. You have to be on your toes. You have to examine those things carefully to make sure that he quotes all of Scripture and interprets it correctly. Now, Luther used to say that a seven-year-old child, and I think he used that because at least in his day, he wanted to make sure the child knew how to read. He says a seven-year-old child can understand the scriptures to the point that they can know for a fact that Jesus is the Christ the Savior of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I think that everyone can understand that. If you take a little time, read it over carefully, and the children can know that Jesus is their Savior. Don't let Satan, who will be using somebody else 
He's not going to come to you dressed in long red underwear with horns. Okay? He might come to you wearing one of these collars. So you, Jesus says in Matthew 7 that you will know these guys by their fruits. If you see me hanging out at the bar at one in the morning, you'd better have send the elders or deacons to visit with me and to say, hey, look, pastor, we don't think your lifestyle is in fitting with the scriptures. So Jesus puts a big responsibility on you to discern what we say to you, is it true? That means you need to know the scriptures too, so that you can compare what we are saying with scripture to make sure that it's the truth. Because when you and I take our last breath, we want to die with Christ in our hearts that the angels can receive us into the heavenly mansions. That's what this is all about. Is that we can all someday be in heaven together with all of our loved ones, all of our family, our friends, all the saints who have gone before. We all want to go to heaven. And that's why God is telling us about his son, Jesus Christ. And for us to learn the scriptures, we don't need guns, we don't need dogs who bark and bite, but we do need the word of God so we can say, Satan, depart from me. It is written, Jesus Christ is my Savior. God grant us the faith to be able to believe and confess it. Amen. Now may the peace that passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.